0: In today's episode, we're speaking to Elena Cicoletti. She helps service-based online entrepreneurs land new clients by leveraging proven sales systems with a pop of personality. She built her extensive background in B2B and B2C sales through bootstrapping a personal training company to over six figures over the span of 10 years and then managing a Fortune 500 automotive clients for Lyft as a regional sales manager. Most of um, most recently, Elena had launched the Side Gig Central podcast in 2019 and was featured on Forbes before the show even hit the airwaves and was interviewed um, on the floor by NYSE on Cheddar Business for their new segment about the Side Gig. She is an amazing entrepreneur, and and Elena helps her clients leverage their personality to build a strong relationship and get fully booked. We are talking to her today about whether email marketing is dead and whether cold email marketing is out of the question. Let's find out. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome everybody. It's Girl Khan here, your Money Mindset expert, and I am back on Money Talkie segment with the amazing, wonderful, gorgeous, Elena Chikoletti. Hello, Elena. <laughs> Hi, Girl, how are you? So good to see you again. I'm so <laughs> excited to speak to you. So we've got an amazing topic. Um, for you today. You've all heard Elena's story. She's an amazing entrepreneur, has been through all sorts of um, worlds and is currently juggling about three or four entrepreneurial endeavors at the moment. So she's got her hands full, to say at least. But today's topic, Elena, is all about cold outreach. So today's topic is, is cold outreach um, dead? So Elena, um, just to give you Please tell everybody what it is that you do and, you, you know, list out your, your many uh, accomplishments if you can. Just a few. Oh,
1: OK. Sure. Absolutely. Go. Um, so I am a sales coach. I help service-based entrepreneurs find and leverage the best sales systems for them so that they can land ideal clients over and over again. I also am a sales manager at Lyft, which is the rideshare company. And I also have a podcast, which is called the SideGeek Central Podcast. So those are the top three things that I work on on a daily basis. And only I three, yeah, just only, only three. just only yeah, three, very. just, you know, and I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about cold outreach and cold email because it's. It's one of one of the the best things you you could be doing right now.
0: Well, that's that was my next question. Why have you decided to you know, teach us about this? I mean, uh, what I normally hear, and I, you know, because I'm also in the marketing space in the online space. Oh, emails are dead. Forget cold outreach. Um, emails in general are dead. You know, the the open rates for email people on your email list itself is like twenty percent or lower. Um, so. Why should we think about sending cold emails to people who are not even on our list? So, you know, let's start with that, Delana.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. So I think the biggest misconception about cold emailing is what you had just mentioned. It doesn't work. It's old fashioned. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the results you want. And not to mention, it's going to feel slimy mm-hmm. and it's going to feel really salesy. Okay. Yeah. That's the, the perception of what cold yeah. outreach and cold email is. And look, I get it there, you know, because we've all been the recipient's of cold email and you read it and you're like, who, number one, who is this person? I am not interested in what they're trying to sell me. It's and obviously it's a sales pitch and you throw it into the trash and you never look at it again. And you're like, why would I ever send an email like that? Hmm. And the, the, the thing of it is, is that if you do cold outreach, you do cold email in the right way, because there is a right way and there is definitely a wrong way. You've probably been the recipient of some very like terrible, dodgy, (laughs) cold email. Um, If you change your approach slightly, you're going to have a really, really great lever that you can pull in your business when top of the funnel is looking a little bit empty, right? We can't always have you know, uh, tons of leads pouring in. So it's a, it's a lever that I, um, that I teach my clients how to, how to utilize and use it in their business over and over again. Um, so yeah, if you want to dive into to some yes, of the, let, the let, basics, let's, let's, I yes, would please, love let's,
0: to. So, so let, let's start off with the, yeah. three, you, you mentioned the three main myths. So have we covered all of those or are there any more myths around email, email marketing and especially code, um, email marketing, code outreach?
1: Yeah. And I think the, the first thing, too, is y- you want to be in compliance with TCPA. Yeah. It can span r- r- rules. Right. OK. There's obviously if you don't have somebody who has opted into your email list you are not supposed to be emailing them, right? You're not supposed to be like continuously emailing them. So which is why if you're not using already an email marketing platform, please do that. Mm -hmm. Don't just be like sending cold outreach from your Gmail account absolutely subscribe pay the whatever what is it the 20 bucks a month that yeah. you need for for your email marketing platform but then what you can start to do is you can you can segment and make sure that you have that that disclaimer at the bottom if you no longer want to hear from me you can opt out there yeah. always needs to be yeah and unsubscribe and an opt-out message right and also too, you can start to segment your list, right? You can have your list of people that uh, wanted my freebie, for example, and they're on my list because of this reason or another list because they saw me on social media. Uh, they listened to the podcast, right? And then you can have a separate list that is just like purely cold outreach. Make sure you um, your unsubscribe is completely like ironclad, good to go. Um, there's also too... If you do use Gmail, there is a free tool, it's called Gmass, um, that does also adhere to these rules. And you are able to send cold email using a Google Sheet, right? If you're using the Google Product Suite, this would be a, like an easy plugin for you. Use your Google a sheet, and then it will mail merge. It will put in all the personal personalization fields into your actual um, email and be able to send it out that way. So make sure, please, 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 that you are following the rules. We're not trying mm-hmm. to get you blocked or banned or blacklisted or any of that stuff, right? You want to have that that unsubscribe link, right? So that's uh, one of the myths. Or people are like, "Well, it's going to get me, uh, you know, banned, and my my email deliverability is going to be." Really, really terrible. Um, the other thing too is uh, people don't think that they can develop relationships over cold email. Yes, and this
0: that's is a, that's a big one. That's the one I have. Like, if, if yeah, even if 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 when, when I get an email from somebody I don't know, I'm like, oh, not really interested, dude. You know, I don't know who you are. You mm-hmm. uh, know, unsubscribe if I can or spam. That's what I would do. So, why wouldn't someone else not do that to me? So, that's that, that's, that would be my biggest yeah. question.
1: Yeah. And you absolutely can create relationships over cold email. Again, it goes back to what I mentioned before is it's all in your approach. Mm. And this is where you have to take some, I'm going to run through a couple of tips to make sure that you are building a relationship from your first cold email and then into a series of, okay, let's actually have a conversation. So the first thing that I I'm talking about and, and and by the way good cold outreach is not really cold at all because you're establishing a relationship. So the first thing is you need to keep your subject line short, punchy and personalize it if possible, right? Mm-hmm. No, not even if possible, personalize it definitely. Mm-hmm. End of story. Um, and this is where your um, your personalization tags can come in from your email marketing system, yeah. right? It's um, this is what your audience will love parentheses first name mm-hmm. right or name of, um, entity, maybe you're in B2B sales Mm -hmm. and you want to put in the name of the company in the sub, make it personalized. You can even the the first name, the name of the company, something that is, um, like, Hey, this is not just like a random email that you're getting. This is, I am directing this to you. The second is you want to keep the body of your email extremely short I cannot overstate this. You do not want to be coming in with a novel. If Mm -hmm. somebody gets hit with a wall of text, what do they get? Not only is it, you got two strikes against you at that point. The first strike is, I don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the second strike is, you want me to read this entire wall of text? I am interrupted in my day to read this email. And I don't even know if it's worth my while. Mm -hmm. No, keep it very short, lots of white space. I also recommend too, that you are uh, separating in paragraphs each sentence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some copywriters are like, whoa, that's extreme. Don't get all crazy with your (laughs) your paragraph, but it really does work. If you make sure that each sentence is its own paragraph, you will see results in that. Um, The other thing is you want to include one, just one call to action at the end, whether it's, hey, you want to throw time on my calendar? Calendly link, Google link, whatever you're using to Mm. keep track of your schedule. One call to action, not three, not four, something that's confusing, right? So you want them to be like who you are, who you help, and what do I do next, Mm. right? If that's all clear in that email, then you're on your way to a, something like very, very good. Now, the other thing I would mention here too is if you're um, if you're in any way targeting a specific segment that will know of a client that you've worked with in the past, this is a secret weapon. Go ahead and name drop. I am telling you, if you name drop somebody that you are working with that this specific segment of audience will know about, mm. um, then- people are like, wait, what, what is they doing with that? Especially if it's a competitor in the space, Mm -hmm. right? I do this. All of the time um, in my uh, sales manager job at Lyft, I am always looking at okay. This segment is going to know this specific um, business, and they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. And it also doesn't hurt to to really, really do your re- research. Actually, mm. no. Let me let me let me reword this a little bit. Do your research in a way that it's obvious to the reader that you've done your research. So for example, goal, I'm cold emailing you. I Mm -hmm. don't know you at all. And I want to be on your show. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, and I'm pitching myself to to be on your podcast. I would then go to your podcast. I would pick out a specific nugget Mm -hmm. of an episode. I would say, oh, on episode 125, you talked about this specific thing. And you like pull a quote. Yeah, yep. Pull a quote from that episode, and then not only are you—this is where you start building the relationship because then, as the recipient of the email, you're like, "Oh man, who is this person? Hmm. She's quoting. She's quoting me back to me, right?" So you start to—that definitely works. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you start I, to gonna, build rapport.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stop you there for a second. And say this—I can actually vouch for that. This works because I have. I. This is exactly what comes through to me. So I get emails from people cold emails from you know perspective either either they are media by you know media uh, PR agents or whatever else and they would say well you're doing amazing thing with your money mindset podcast um, I heard this episode and I did and it was this this and I can see the ones who've actually done the research and the ones who just who just figured out that I've got a podcast and like oh you're doing amazing stuff and I would love X, y, z to be a guest on yours now Keep in mind that if there's a guest that I'm interested in, I'll go ahead anyway and say, oh, okay, drop me the emails and whatever else. But if I'm not interested in the guest is not appeal to me, the likelihood of me replying back is zero. Compare that to another, the, the first one who says, I had the episode and I just fell in love with it. You did blah, 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 blah. And it might even be a comment that I remember. I don't have to remember the damn thing. But it's them quoting to me and being correct with it. And saying that guest came up, and I was really you know, interested in, da, 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 and I think I have this guest who would be equally good for you as a uh, in your own you show. Bam! Am I going to say no to him?
1: No, right? Exactly. And, then, and exactly. So, we, so, what you
0: just said makes so much sense, and it actually works. And I have a prime example that you know I respond back to, and I would most mo- more than likely respond back immediately to that person, and probably put the other one on hold for a while and see if I want to bother responding.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think also too, when you, uh, when you are receiving an email like that Mm -hmm. and you see that they have done the research, then it, it also shows the level of professionalism. If it's in, in a collaborative space, you can right away, see the level of professionalism without actually saying I'm a professional, Exactly. (laughs) right? Right. So you Mm -hmm. let your work kind of speak for itself. yeah. Um, So, and the other thing I'll add here too, is like, if you don't get a response on the first email, right? Say that the first email, like you've, you've hit kind of everything that I had mentioned that you, you should be doing in the first email. You don't hear a response, right? This is where your email marketing system with triggered, follow-up emails and keep it automated because you're going to tear your hair out and waste Mm -hmm. a lot of time. If you try to do this manually um, is you have an automated sequence backing up. So again, keep it very short and simple. Keep it one sentence. I would even just say, Hey, goal, bumping my email to the top of your inbox. Just wanted to see if you saw this Mm -hmm. done. That's your second email. Right. And then as you get kind of further into the series, I usually like to wrap up the series around four emails. Mm-hmm. I'm very persistent, right? So around four emails, it's like, hey, I know you're really busy. Should I stop contacting you? You would be amazed at the amount of responses I get from that last email. It's like, and then they're apologizing to to me. They're like, oh, it, your email got buried in my inbox. Like, hey, what is you know? And then they they go back to the top of they are. Like, oh yeah, let's let's talk about what you had initially said. So. Don't give up. That's my be my persistent. biggest thing is be persistent, but have the system around it so that you can let it work for you, right? So you can see that this will like let the robots, let the machines do some work for you. Okay. Awesome. 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 So so how? Okay. So that's the that's the tip. That's a, uh, so. What's the
0: next step after that then?
1: Yeah. So the next step is obviously where I'm talking about the uh, the. CTA was in your first email. You want to make sure that that uh, CTA. I'm going to stop you for a second. So I think I'm going to reiterate this Um,
0: again from a client's, you know, from a a receiving end. Okay. When I see things with two, three CTAs, do this or do that or do this, I do nothing. So I, I just want to reinforce the idea that anything Elena's saying, I can vouch for it hands on heart not because you know we're friends but i can as a as a as somebody who gets marked to a lot because of because of the year i'm in it's if someone's telling me to do a and b and c i'm gonna do n- n- none of those i have to be given told quite specifically like i could go and do a like this it's it's stupefying and i'm not stupid but sometimes when, I, when you're reading emails, you don't want to know. Okay, how do I do this? What do you want me to do? I'm not really sure. I'm not really clear. And you'll be surprised, Elena, the number of emails, the number of ways, even on sales pages, where the what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to click? This click doesn't work. It's so convoluted, and that's why those uh, marketing strategies bomb, and those emails don't get response back. And hence the idea that email marketing works. I'm just, I'm going back to vouching What Elena's doing is not correct. <laughs>
1: No. And I appreciate that goal. Cause you know, this is, this is real world. This is, you know, we're, we're in this day to day and there, and there goes your sale. There goes yeah, your CTA. Go- kiss your CTA. There goes your sale. Mm. There goes your, no, I should actually say there goes your lead, mm. your warm lead. And then there goes your sale. Right. So mm. I think when you're super clear on that first CTA, and don't be shy to reiterate as long as this as it's the same CTA, let's just use, you know, book time on my calendar as the CTA. Mm. Right. If it's, if that's the CTA in the first email, make sure it's the same thing in the fourth, right? Because yeah. you don't want to be like, changing your tune, mm. right? Again, you want to be showing, I want to create a relationship with you. I am consistent. I am professional, but all without saying those things. Mm. So your, your CTA, absolutely. You can have that in the last email, like, Hey goal, I know that you're really busy. If you want to book time with me, here's the link. If not peace and love and happiness, right? <laughs> See you later. Uh, you know, so I think, and then also too, people will just respond to the email, right? That's the easiest, you know, that's the easiest CTA in the world is just like hit reply. Mm. You know, if you want to be like super, super low tech and you're like, I don't want to add a link and, you know, things of that nature, just, it's like, just keep it bone dead simple, like you had said. Um, And then at that point, you should be able to see some conversion. You should be able to see some more traffic flowing into your lead funnel. Because Mm -hmm. I think as as marketers, as people that are consistently selling on a daily basis, if you have a business, you are selling every single day. I don't care what you say. You're selling every single day. As people that are like in this space all the time, your top of the sales funnel is gonna get dry. It's going to, there's going to come a point where you're like, oh, I don't really, you know, I, I, I had a workshop that I was launching and then now, uh, you know, I want to go back to maybe promoting my one-to-one and you're like in a weird wonky place, perfect time to start doing some cold email, right? Again, it's a lever that you can start to pull when you're feeling like, ah, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really clear on the direction of where I'm going to um, start to get, uh, more leads
0: mm. okay so that is actually very very useful so the first I think the first thing is the first point before you send an email out is actually do the research so that's great I get that and then second one is to personalize it and in I suppose in active campaign or all or, or the other all the ones provider it, it's very easy to put personalize it's just it's just just adding the the hashtag and the you know first name or something and then third one is uh, making sure that the CTA is one and very clear. And then fourth one is to be consistent. So those are great tips. Now, I've got a question for you. So those are great. And I know how people reach me because they listen to the podcast and obviously the email is very obvious. It's Money Mindset Podcast. But how would we get hold of these emails? Where would we get them? That's, that, that, that's the question that comes to mind as well. So where would yeah. we get them? And I One of the email places, I, I'm not even sure if we're technically allowed to do this or not, is where I get where I get emails from is LinkedIn. So I've got um, any I've got a large network, and whoever I'm connected to, some of those people have downloaded my email address
1: from there and are now emailing me. You know, from there, is that even allowed? Yeah. So if your if your email address is public on these social media platforms, then yes. Again, that's why you need to be putting it into a a, a system where they can opt out. Right. right you never want to put somebody in a situation where they're like i don't want to hear from you anymore and again you're breaking the tc uh, can spam mm. laws um you need to always put somebody in the position of power and saying i no longer want to hear from you but if your email address is public on linkedin or let's even just say instagram mm. is your your email address is in your bio mm. right you know yeah, I mean, that's that's free rate. The other thing I will add, though, too, which is a which is an interesting uh, twist to this concept of cold outreach. You can take this same theory of an email and switch it over to a DM, switch it over to a LinkedIn in mail. Right. I know I get a ton of called emails. Yeah, me too. For, oh yeah, my li- gosh. That's, that's,
0: that's LinkedIn. That's just full of that's it. LinkedIn. As soon, full of- <laughs> yeah. As soon as you sign up, as soon as you connect to new somebody, I think it's the automation, this automatic email, uh, DM that comes through. I don't even know when it's automatic. Um I remember this. So actually I'm gonna share this. There's there's an influencer or, or um not influencer, I think some highly acclaimed supposedly, you know, on it teaches about public speaking and on stage person from the UK. And I know his wife, actually. I know his wife, she's there all. And she's very, she's lovely. His wife is lovely. And he was marketing to me on by by automation system, and it was so frigging obvious that it was automated, and he was just coming out, churning out this stuff. And I even replied back. I said, "Look, if you actually ch- bother to check out my profile, you know you're marketing to the wrong person and the wrong way." He Ignored my email, uh, that re- response back, and sent me another email, which obviously is automated still. And then I just said, "Are you even frigging reading my?" And I, he annoyed me so much. I'm like, "Are you even frigging or no- reading what I'm saying in my DMs?" I know your wife, blah, blah, blah. And stop it right before I report to you. And so I, I don't go and do that very often. But I just found him to be incredibly unprofessional. And I the reason why I responded back to him is because I didn't know his wife. And um, so then after that, <laughs> I didn't get another DM from him. I don't know if he's still one of my connections or not. But it was just horrendous. And this is somebody who who is supposed to be, I teach, you know, how to do blah, blah, blah. And supposed to be quite high level um, entrepreneur. Yet he was using such horrendous marketing tactics to attain clients, which was not going to work.
1: Yeah. And I think to, to your point here, you have to really, really make sure that you are doing this in a way that Number one is ethical. It's staying yeah. clear to your values, right? I cannot overstate this. And you are coming from a, a place of like legitimately wanting to help somebody. Again, I don't recommend doing like a, a mass like blast of like five hundred people because first of all, if you're a solopreneur, you're not how you how are you even going to handle five hundred leads coming in? Like you're not even going to like have mm-hmm. the have the uh, the wherewithal to even like deal with that. But I think if you put just select a a handful of people, right? Maybe a list of like max, like 50, we'll say, for example, and you have really done your research on all 50 of these people. You have gone to their Instagram profile. You have like looked at their store, like all of that stuff is public, right? Mm -hmm. They're like putting all of that stuff out there, right? So I don't see any any problem with that I think Mm. where people get into like a weird sticky situation is the one that you just described right it's like this weird automatic bot driven autoresponder that is not a human and maybe at the last part there was some human intervention but in certainly in the beginning part there was no like like I don't even know who I'm reaching out to I'm just like spraying and praying basically (laughs) pretty much pretty much and I, I think that this is important. And I, I love what you just said.
0: So I think my initial assumptions when you do cold emails, you, you send emails out to thousands of people, but you've actually honed in and said, no, bring it in and research individual leads who are potential clients first. Yes. Only email those. People. I think we missed that point. So this I think this would be the first thing that you do is you go and select some email addresses people of people who are potential clients you fit your ideal client avatar sort of bill kind of a thing. And then you send them a personalized email and making the initial contact that would work really, really well. And then that would actually get a better response back.
1: Yeah, and I think it's again, it's all in your approach. And I think people shy away from this because you hear on social media nonstop, cold DMing is slimy, cold email is is very salesy, yeah. and it's really weird. It's like no, like you need to. I'll give you an example. The big the the. The best cold email reach outreach that I ever did was, yes, it was in the form of a press release, but it was a cold email, but it was very personalized. I selected specific media outlets that I wanted to target that I thought my target audience was there and already like consuming their content, sent out the cold email that was like highly personalized. I even looked up where the the writers like LinkedIn and uh, Instagram and like, Oh, Hey, I see that you have a dog. I see that you have like, you know, and, and like put those things. It's, I got into publications. I got media opportunities. Right. So it actually does work, but again, you have to make it personalized you have to do your research. I think this is important. It's not
0: a quick fix. It's actually a strategy which requires you to do initial research. And if you've done the initial research, then the execution becomes easy and the results become just numbers game, isn't it? After that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I love it though too, because it's something that you can, you can harness, that you can mm-hmm. pull on, that you can say like, all right, in, in April, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on a cold outreach campaign. Like maybe once a quarter, this is part of your strategy, right? If you have your calendar, you have your, your I hope you have your your quarterly calendar mapped out and see like where you're going to do some promotions where, okay. So in April, I'm going to do a ton of cold outreach, like research. And then I'm going to let her rip at the end of April. And then May, I'm just going to harvest and yeah. And just go from there. Okay. Awesome. So question for you now.
0: It, so do you do this for, is it a DIY or do you teach this process for people?
1: Yeah, I absolutely teach this process. I In my, my one-to-one, I do a uh, a 90-minute uh, sales intensive where I gather all the information I need to know about your business. And we do a very deep dive into this process. And I'll even go through and, and write the emails for you. I'll go through and make sure we're targeting the right person and make sure all the the systems are set up properly. So, um, so yeah, this is just the tip of the iceberg, but I teach this, um, to, to all my clients. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Well,
0: thank you so much. Uh, What would you like to say in conclusion to, so we can wrap this up now and and put it all together.
1: Yes. Just tie it up in a bow. Well, I, I would encourage everyone to, if they feel like, whole, the outreach is completely foreign to them is like this alien thing to, to switch that mindset and do it in a way and think of yourself as the recipient. If it is completely obvious to you that you have, that this person has done the research on you, then you have done a good job, right? So don't be afraid of it, approach it in the right way and reach out if you need help. Fantastic. And how can we reach out to you, Elena? Can you give us your links yeah. again? Of course. Yeah. Well, you can always find me at side gig central.com. You can send me a message there. Uh, you can send me a D you can send me a cold DM on, <laughs> on Instagram at side gig underscore central. Um, or you can send me a cold email at Elena at side gig central.com. Fantastic.
0: And by the way, so those listening or watching this on YouTube, all the links that Elena has just mentioned will be in the show notes for the podcast. And if you are watching this on YouTube down below, it'll be in the show notes as well when it's released. So don't, um, don't worry. We have got you covered. Well, thank you so much, Elena, for being such an awesome, awesome, amazing guest. We've learned so much. I've learned so much. And you've changed my perception of, of uh, cold of actually emails in general, let alone cold emails. So they do work and even cold emails work if you use correctly. So it's strategy behind it. It's more important. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for everything. And for those listening, thank you so much for joining me and Elena for today on our Money Talkie segment. I will be back on another Money Talkie segment with another amazing guest sharing their wisdom, telling us how we can be better entrepreneurs. Until then, next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.